So I was pretty lost after that. I was like, man, this is what I have always wanted to do. And now I don't want to do it. So what do I want to do? I'm Patrick Chandler. I'm TJ Kiblin. I'm Nick Reyes. And you're listening to the Sweat Daily Podcast. All right, so we have a very special guest today. We have Shay Gilpatrick. She is joining us uh, in person. We got uh, we got the setup. TJ's here too. Um, we are basically launching our first episode of interviews with um, you know healthy, fitness-minded um, individuals throughout the Kansas City metro area. And we thought of nobody better to kick this off than to have Shay on the podcast. So welcome, Shay. Well, thank you. So. We, uh, I think we're going to jump right into it. We're going to cover a lot of different stuff. Um, we might even have enough stuff to break this up into two episodes, so we'll see how that goes. But I think we want to start first and foremost with your fitness journey. And, and I'm going to just give you the floor here and let you ramble for as long as you want to ramble. Um, so tell me about you know, how you got into fitness, where that started, and, and just kind of take me step by step through you know, what got you through this front door here today. All right. So... Uh, I actually used to hate working out. Like, it was my least favorite thing to do. Uh, I would purposely skip PE. I would find ways to get out of it. One time I even uh, faked having a broken leg so I wouldn't have to (laughs) participate in PE. Um, But I did love gymnastics. So I grew up doing gymnastics, um, and I competed through Diamond Gymnastics, which is local to Overland Park. Um, But as I got older, obviously, I grew out of that, and... I kind of, like, didn't know what to do. Uh, I didn't like basic sports or anything like that. So when I was 12, my dad brought me to title boxing. So he was like, you have to come to this place. It's really cool. You get to punch a bag. And I'm 12, so I'm like, oh, that sounds pretty fun, but really intimidating. Um, And that's actually where I met Jess, TJ's wife. Yes, which is crazy. Um, So young little Shay. I thought I was 30, but 12 years old. Um, And I started working with Jess. Um... She was teaching. She was teaching some classes there at the time, and she got me a job at Blue Valley Recreation as a gymnastics coach. So we got really close within. I mean, pretty quickly. Um, which at the time, looking back on it, she probably thought I was like just this little kid. But to me, I was like, she's my best friend, you know. <laughs> um, and then she became my personal trainer. So we used to sneak into Planet Fitness, and I would pay her something like thirty bucks an hour or something, <laughs> and mm-hmm. she would train me. Um, and I was going to title at the time, like, twice a day as well. I just started loving fitness. And one day, she went over. This guy kept trying to get her to come over, <laughs> TJ, Yep. Uh, to come over to CrossFit 903, which at the time was right next to um, title. And she fell in love with CrossFit, and I would just give her all kinds of crap about, seriously, you're going to turn into one of those CrossFitters. And one day, she finally got me over there. And the first day, the workout was run a 5K. And I was like, this sucks. I am not doing CrossFit. Yeah, you're uh, like, this is exactly why yeah, I, was I like, didn't this like this to work out ridiculous. the first place. Yeah, why are we? And I did not like running. Um, but honestly, I just fell in love with CrossFit. I mean, from that, from that moment. Maybe not that workout, but definitely the community is very different and unique. And I liked it. I felt just like it was more like family. Yeah, yeah, like... Yeah. It was more of a community, and Tidal was a community, but it was just in a totally different way. So I think that kind of, like, would kick off the spiral of that. I don't think without Jess 
or my dad bringing me to title, yeah. I would, right. I don't even know if I'd be working out. So very cool. So, I don't know if that covers what you No, no, that's, that's a great, uh, great start. And I think, uh, TJ, just so you can kind of put this into context, why, uh, like what time frame was it that you first met Shay that she came over with Jess to, to 913? Do you remember the year? Gosh, was it like, it was like 2015 or 2016. Yeah, it was, it was like, I was a junior in high school, I believe. Yeah. So I actually have a, a pretty funny story about Shay. So after she started and she was working out a lot, she sucked at double unders, which is uh, I sucked at a lot of things. <laughs> it was a, a, when you do, you know, two passers with a with a jump rope, and so she really struggled with it. But so she, I think you might have been working at Title at the time too. Yeah. So being that we were uh, we were next door, uh, every time I came out to take out the trash, Shay would be outside just <laughs> whipping herself with a jump rope, and I was like, gosh, this girl's dedicated. I'm not, I'm not kidding. It was every day. Because uh, you know, I took the trash out, but I seen her out there, and it was pretty cool. You know, it's 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 cool seeing people get motivated by you know fitness and, and want to become better. And I appreciated seeing you out there. So well, and that kind of goes to your point, Shay, where it's like uh, like there's something a little bit different about CrossFit, but just kind of fitness in general, where there's always something else to improve upon. And no yes. matter no matter how much you uh, you improve and you get better at things, that you're just like, man still this thing out there that I'm trying to get better at. So. Yeah. And I think at the time I, I had never even done CrossFit when I was trying to learn. I don't think yeah. when I was trying to learn double unders, uh, I would watch like the workouts Jesse would do. And I was like trying to, I remember when I first came over to CrossFit 913, I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do like the beginner classes. And I just jumped right into like Invictus programming <laughs> or something. And TJ and Brady at the time, they were like, oh yeah, you can't really do that, but all right, we're not going to tell you no. No, I want to do Invictus. <laughs> Which you guys were doing like competition programming at the time. So yeah, it's like probably not the best idea to start yeah, out. But. I don't think that's a good idea for anyone, yeah. really. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty intense. Don't recommend. Don't <laughs> recommend. Yes, don't. Yeah, learn from my mistakes. Yeah. Overtrain immediately. Right? Yeah. No, don't do that. I'm doing like twice a day. Like I was doing title in the morning, cross it at night. And yeah, it was yeah. awesome. But, you know, a little, maybe a little much. Too much. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that was back in 2015. That's still yes. five years. So yes. Take me through, um, and you don't have to go like year by year, but like take me like last five years where, you know, since that point, where have you gone to get here? Yeah. So I went to K-State um, for my undergrad. Ooh, I'm just kidding. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like rock I actually have no like <laughs> emotional attachment <laughs> yeah, to that no, school. But um, so I did pre-med at uh, K-State. My goal was always to go to med school. And I went there for about two years. I did personal training and taught group classes. Honestly, I think by mistake, like, I don't even know how I got into it. There's not even like a <laughs> moment where I was like, okay. Um, yeah, just one of those things where you like found yourself in there and you're like, I don't really know how I got yeah, here. Yeah, I was like, I, I'm here. Well, so yeah, it's, it's probably because fitness became so important to you. I was like obsessed. I mean, I, I just remember people my age were doing totally different things than I was doing. And all I wanted to do was work out. Yeah. Like, I, that's where I spent my time. So it just makes sense to With that habit, right? Yeah, to, and coaching, gymnastics and stuff. I think that mm -hmm. led me into. Uh, group classes but so I worked at a gym called the foundation in Manhattan um, they now actually have two here one they just opened up didn't they they yeah they just opened up one and they're opening up another one in Liberty awesome um, but I taught group classes there and then I taught boxing classes as well uh, in Manhattan and I was not a fan of going to K-State so I came back home and I was kind of lost and I had like no idea what I was gonna do I didn't know if I for sure wanted to go to med school anymore which was just my goal for like, that was my for sure thing. And I didn't, um, I was pretty lost. Um, but there was this company called First Form, which obviously you're familiar with. Yeah. Uh, and 
it's a supplement company. It started being something called a legionnaire for them, which I don't know really how to explain what that is. It's uh, like, like an kind ambassador. Of, yeah, like an ambassador. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so one of their, like, I guess sister companies would be uh, supplement superstores. So one day I walked into the supplement superstores on 135th and 69 Highway, and I met a guy named Jeff Wasserman. And that pretty much changed, I mean... I started, he messaged me and was like, hey, would you want a job at supplement superstores? And I was like, I don't really want to work for a supplement store. Like, this is stupid. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do I want to sell protein? Probably not. But he talked me into it. Basically, when I got hired on, my goal was to just create a female community, uh, like fitness community in the Kansas City area based just with females and empowering them and making them comfortable to go to the gym. So think of like, the mom that needs to lose 100 pounds that would never set foot into a supplement store or a gym, making her feel comfortable and empowered to go to the you, gym. You alleviated that intimidation factor. Yes. So. so that was my whole job. And that I basically said, okay, I'm only working one day a week here, one shift. I will not do anything other than that. And my <laughs> job will, to be, uh, will be to build this group. And, I mean, three years later, it was a totally different story. I no longer work for the company, but I think that's what – like really made me a part of the Kansas City fitness community. Yeah, absolutely. Because when I was younger, my idea of the Kansas City fitness community was CrossFit 9 and 3 and title boxing. Yeah, right. And that was like, that's all there was for fitness yeah. in Kansas City. Little did I know, it's like humongous, but also mm -hmm. super small at the same time. Uh, so for them, I was their regional community relations manager. Um, and I worked events and built that group up and did challenges and met with gym owners and everything of that sort. So. Yeah, yeah, that's super cool. And I, I, one question I had for you, was that, uh, you know, kind of the initiative of yourself or did Jeff kind of come to you with the idea of, you know, like we want to get more women involved in fitness and make it less intimidating? This, uh, did he present that to you or was that more of your idea? Yeah, so they, Supplement Superstore started in St. Louis um, and there was already an all women's group called the Factionistas, based yeah. out of St. Louis. So basically they wanted to rep replicate that here and try and make it, I mean, as best as possible. Mm -hmm. So he came to me with the idea and then we just kind of ran with that. So there was no like game plan or anything. It was just this overarching theme of like, hey, this is the group we want to do, but we don't really know. We kind of know what that looks like, but we need to make tweaks and make it better and yeah, I, I absolutely loved it because I think it gave, you know, the women of our community uh, 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 a chance to, you know, try out different gyms and, and see the different, you know, varieties of, of services that these gyms provide around the area. So I think it's pretty cool to kind of highlight the gyms within Kansas City. Yeah. But also, like I said, alleviate some of that intimidation factor for some of the women that might not ever walk through our doors. Right. So I, thought it was, I thought it was awesome. I think that group really opened up my mind to, like, thinking, like, in a more community-based way because... Mm -hmm. I mean, just with that group, it sparked ideas of, like, we did something called the KC Community Fundraiser, uh, which raised thousands of dollars to help local trainers. Um, and that was, like, both an initiative by men and women, but it was people that don't even shop at supplement superstores, and they really came together to raise money for yeah. trainers. And that those ideas came from just starting that group. Yeah. Like, hey, we all don't have to be like, this is my gym, this is where I'm staying, we don't need to hang out with people from other gyms or yeah so it really connected everyone i think in a right. lot of different ways yeah yeah definitely and and so that that's kind of one thing i wanted to press you on a little bit is um and i'm kind of putting you on the spot so i'll try to try to make this question a little bit easier for you but what were some of the biggest challenges that you felt um so even though the 
Um, you know, the group has already started in St. Louis. And you kind of had a template. It had to be hard, right? Trying to like basically, you know, um, not only do the the women's group, but then also try to get all these gyms together. What were some of the toughest things that you maybe had to deal with? I think that, well, I don't know if this is tough. It It is tough, but I think this is why I liked it so much is there wasn't necessarily like, this is what we have. This is, you know, step by step what we're doing. You created the structure. We are, yeah, yeah, we're kind of creating the structure. So there were no challenges when uh, we first started the Factionista group. And now there's challenges with like, you know, 6,000, 7,000 people in it. Um, but it was just taking an idea because I love like I'm the free thinker. I'm like, here's an idea. Like, let's do it. Yeah. And then Jeff's the one that's like, OK, but we need to figure out like the steps behind how we're going to yeah, do the it. Logistics and, behind yeah. It. yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Like, so you were like the creative, creative voice behind it. And then Jeff was kind of like, OK, how are we do you Well, and Jeff is also very, this? very creative. Uh, but he he'll take my idea and make it like 10 times better. So like the Casey community shirts, uh, I basically made this mock shirt. I was like, hey, I want to sell these shirts to make money, you know, to raise money for local Kansas City trainers. He's like, yeah, that's great, but it needs to say, right? It said, like, Casey Strong on it or something, yeah. and then it said COVID-19 down the side. It yeah, just yeah. looked it looked way worse than the shirts we came up with. <laughs> but I brought it to him, and I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. And he's but like, the concept that's, was yeah, there, right? Yeah, so I would bring him a concept, and he would just make it better. Gotcha. So then he was like, that's an, like, awesome idea, but let's, you know, fine-tune it, and this is how we'll do it, and this, and it ends up being way better. So... I think I would already have done something similar to what I did through Supplement Superstores, but it wouldn't have had as big of an impact. Right. Because, I mean, just fine-tuning from several different angles. And, I mean, the power and community and the culture at S2 was awesome. Yeah, so. I, I was just going to put it like kind of a shameless plug to S2. If you guys have ever been there, you, you kind of understand the customer service that comes behind it. It's it's. It's truly one of the best customer services I've ever been a part of. They write you handwritten notes. They send you cards. Um, they did things for the community during COVID for, for gyms. Um, if you've never been to a, cus or a supplement superstore, I, I, I would encourage going there, even if you go there to get like a you know, what, energy uh, drink. Uh, yeah, right. Protein popcorn, by <laughs> the way, is so amazing. good. So. Yeah. Um, and I think that's actually how Shay and I met. I yeah, believe you were still work, yeah, working at Supplement Superstores, and you guys just came around and were like, hey, you know, we've got some some free samples, and yeah, it's we like want to work out with you. you yeah. get in there, you leave just full. So much they stuff. So much stuff yeah. So. yeah, and I, was, it, was it you and Luke, I think, yeah, came was, by and worked out? And yeah, and Wyatt. Wyatt, and Wyatt yes, yeah. Yeah, so you guys all came by and, and did one of my classes. I'm like, these guys are crushing it, too. So, yeah. um, which it is a really cool company. So, But you did say that you're no longer working for them. Right. So, Tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now at this moment. So I'm in school again. I'm uh, nice. going to school to become a nurse practitioner, but I'm going to specialize in bariatrics and obesity. So okay. basically, uh, doctors will send their patients to me to help them change their lifestyle. Um, I'll get them off of blood pressure medications, cholesterol, everything yeah. that has to do with health before they would go to get like a surgery or mm -hmm. anything like that. Um, so when I was working at Supplement Superstores, I was working a pretty good amount of hours. Um, Come a and, long way from that one day a week. <laughs> uh, definitely turned into every day. Uh, so I I knew this is what I wanted to do in the sense of like becoming a nurse practitioner and doing that. Um, and I have a huge emotional connection to S2. So I think that I probably left later than I originally planned. Yeah. Um, but I knew that I had had to make the choice of leaving if I wanted to become a nurse practitioner. Uh, if I wanted to focus all of my energy on that so right now I'm running um actually a program similar to epoch 
Epic. Epic, yeah. Yeah, sorry, Epoch, I know. <laughs> Epic, I'm sure everyone says that. Um, <laughs> at Solution One CrossFit in awesome. Shawnee. So I run, it's basically, or it's kind of like CrossFit without a barbell, just taking yeah. the intimidating factor out of, uh, you know, the it name CrossFit. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And I run challenges through that gym. Um, and I still am working to run an all-women's group. Um, that's in the works because there's a ton that happened between, obviously, starting at S2 and leaving S2. Um, but that all-women's group no longer exists. So hopefully making it happen again yeah. um, is something that I would like to do and Jeff would like to do and well, everyone I think at as, S2 would as, like as to do. COVID starts to or as we start to get through the COVID thing, you know, I think you'll be able to have the opportunity to, to bring large groups to gyms around the metro yes. and, and do a lot of the things that you were doing prior. But And I think, I mean, those things bring together just really good people. And I think people need to see that there's still, uh, like, good people around. Yeah. And they're just empowering and all, they're all positive and they're just really awesome to be a part of. Um, before COVID, or, yeah, we did, like, a fundraiser to raise money for uh, the fight against human trafficking and it was just amazing to see like everyone come together during probably not a financially good time but everyone yeah. donated and we got to sweat together and hang out and it was awesome so just wanting to do things like that in the future would be awesome with mental health awareness on the rise and the start of the new year it has become more clear that self-care is incredibly important to keep our mind, bodies, and souls taken care of. If you haven't heard his name before, Terry Solis, owner of Tri Health and Massage, has dedicated his life to that goal. His passion is balanced through massage therapy, and it shows in his work. Whether your body is fired up from hitting it hard at the gym or your mind is exhausted from the stresses of work, his massage table is a great place to let go. Services range from 30-minute to 60-minute to 90-minute massages, Modalities include soft tissue, cupping, and K-tape, depending on your needs. Book now by calling 913-742-1490 or go to www.tryhealthandmassage.com. New clients that mention the Sweat Daily Podcast when scheduling get $10 off their first visit. That's $10 right back in your pocket. Book now at Try Health and Massage and find balance in your life. Well, so that was one of the things that we wanted to, to talk to you about was, yeah. was that fundraiser. So could you explain just a little bit more in depth what you guys did, the cause for it, and, and just kind of speak a little bit more yeah, about maybe that. Maybe if we can continue to help, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I want to make it hopefully either a semi-annual or annual event. Um, it, was, it was way more popular than I thought it was going to be. I think we capped the event at like 30 people and 50 people ended up showing up. So it was like, wow, this yourself. is pretty cool. I was <laughs> like... <laughs> Okay, um, but just so we worked with a um, co- or a nonprofit called Rescue Freedom, and my friend Adam Gross. I don't know if do you know Adam. Um, name sounds super familiar. Maybe um, he his best friend basically started this nonprofit. So they physically go and rescue these girls from like different countries yeah. or um, from like brothels and things that, and they go in and take these girls. And I'm sure there's a long process to that and. But one day I was having breakfast with Adam and he was telling me about uh, the efforts they were doing. And I was like, man, I think I could help. Like, I think I could help. And I mean, in my head, you know, I'm like, I don't know what, but I want to help for sure. And so I'm like, what am I good at? And like, good at getting uh, big 
groups of people together. Right. And so that's what we did. I mean, it was pretty simple. I wish there was like a cooler story to it, but it was no, like... It's, it's all about bringing awareness, right? What was you know, the... You don't know what you don't know. Right. The craziest part was I thought that it was such a like distant uh, problem. And I learned that it happens right here. I mean, like Shawnee, yeah. Johnson County, some of the worst things are happen in Leewood, which yeah. I've grown up here my whole life. And it's like, yeah, it's this right is absolutely head, right? crazy. Yeah. I mean, the actual like statistics behind it are just like jaw dropping and disgusting. But mm-hmm. uh, that's why I want to make it more of a just raising awareness because I have a little sister and I mean, she will, you know, walk places all the time by herself yeah. and I used to do that when I was younger and you just have like no awareness that you need to, you know, pay more attention and you need to be more aware of your surroundings. And so I think the biggest impact I could probably make is education. Right. Um, because financially, I mean, they have huge donors and, but there's not a lot of people like going out and educating people on that situation. So I don't, so, I don't want to speak for you, Pat, but as both of us are having daughters, you know, it's like, yeah, it's something that's real and, yeah. and, and certainly a concern. So, I mean, especially with social media, I have like a, it's just crazy the things that can happen. And I think people, you, I mean, social media is kind of like a different reality mm-hmm. of things. And most people meet people on social media now and things like that. And yeah. people just need Scary. to be more, care- yeah, yeah, a lot more careful than they, they are, but. Yeah. Did you have a, a name for that event? And is it going to remain the same name or was it just kind of like a, a spur of the moment type of event? It was just the fight against human trafficking okay. was the workout. Okay. Um, I would probably want to make a more specific name for the event. Uh, like I said, at the time, it was kind of like the uh, Kansas City Community Fitness like t-shirt fundraiser. It was yeah. like, hey, this is what I know how to do. So let's do this. Okay. And it was just not thrown together by any means, but it was like, I want to do this now and we need to do it as soon as possible. And yeah. Uh, but I would definitely want to do something more legit, I guess, in the future. Yeah, we would love to collaborate and, yeah. and, and help in any way we can. Absolutely. That would be awesome. Absolutely. Sorry, I'm all over the place. No, you're doing great. I, I just lost my – I had a question and I forgot it. But oh, shift towards where she's going. Yeah, I was going to ask one quick question before that, so we'll start here. All right, so I wanted to backtrack just a little bit, and um, because you had mentioned earlier that you had always wanted to go to med school, and and then you kind of questioned yourself, and then now you're back in nurse practitioner school. Um, couple questions: one, do you know why you always wanted to be in the medical field? And then two, what was the spark that got you back into wanting to go back to school? I I don't know if there was a direct reason I always wanted to do that I knew that I wanted to do I always loved school so you know when you're in I was in like gifted education programs and things like that so when you're surrounded by a lot of people that are wanting to go be doctors and lawyers and when you know very high performing people uh, I feel like that's part of the reason I wanted to I'm like oh that makes sense I want to go be a doctor you know because that sounds good but I didn't necessarily know what type or what that looked like or the work that went into it. I think I just told myself like, yeah, I mean, doctor or lawyer, and I wanted to be a doctor. So I think I went to K- uh, K-State and I did pre-med. And originally I wanted, really wanted to be a psychiatrist. Um, and then I went and shadowed a lot of psychiatrists in that area, like at Fort Riley and things like that. And I was like, oh man, I don't like it's this. I was me, like, right? I absolutely, I felt like it was a lot of, um, they would see 
patients, prescribe the medication, and then, you know, on to the next patient. Um, And now that I train a couple of psychiatrists actually now, and now I know that it was not necessarily that's how everyone does it. That's just the people I was shadowing. That was that setting, yeah. Yeah, but that definitely mold, like, was what molded my, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I was like, this is, seems so boring. So I was pretty lost after that. I was like, man, this is what I have always wanted to do. And now I don't want to do it. So what do I want to do? It's funny listening to your story because you can, you can almost see how like your life has shifted you into where you needed to be. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. It's, it's pretty cool. Well, and yeah, you learn so much by finding out what you really don't want to do as well. Uh, you know, yeah. that I, I've been there before too, where you're like, you know, I, I'm not sure what I really want to do, but I absolutely know I don't want to do this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then it kind of narrows and like TJ says, kind of shifts you into a lane. Yeah. I think it also humbled me a lot because before I think I was definitely more of a prideful, like uh person. I was not like, I didn't, I wouldn't consider myself like giving or uh, really a good, not necessarily a bad person, but I was more out for myself than other people. And I probably wanted to do um, that because it sounded good. Right. Not Mm -hmm. because like, oh, I wanted to help these people. Um, So now I think over the last three years, just the company I work for really molded my core values. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm like, I want to do this because I want to help people. And that drives me way more than, you know, learning all of these terms to fulfill my own self prophecy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that's a perfect segue now to, you know, a little bit of the future and where you see yourself going and what you would like to, um, you know, kind of uh, shape in this Kansas City community. So what are your goals for the future, you know, becoming a nurse practitioner? You mentioned it just a little bit, um, but can you speak a little bit further on that? Yeah. So I want to own my own practice or practices. to become a bariatric nurse practitioner. So like I said, doctors would send their clients to me and I would um, help them in whichever way they need help uh, through lifestyle change. So it could also be someone that needs to gain 50 pounds because yeah. you know they're depressed and they will not survive if they don't gain weight or things like that. There's a broad sp- uh, spectrum, but ideally I would wanna own my own practice or practices to do that. Um, and have nurses under me and trainers and uh, maybe a gym or something. Um, I've never, I have always known that I do not want to own a gym. Um, Yeah, just because, (laughs) especially, I mean, I worked with gym owners the past three years and I was like, man, like everyone likes to work out. So they think, oh, I'm going to open a gym. And it's way, way, way harder than that. You can't just like love working out and then it works. Um, So Props to you guys for... Unless you have, like, a huge trust fund. Yeah, yeah. then it works like, out. I don't need money. <laughs> then I'm it works good. out. I don't have that, so <laughs> definitely probably not the gym um, route. But I would want to work with different gyms because I know that the biggest part of that process is finding a community that makes you want to keep going back. I mean, the program I manage now at Solution One, I mean, there are people that need to lose, you know... 75, 100 pounds, and there are people that would never, never want to go into a gym, or they would never go into a Genesis or Planet Fitness or and stay because it's intimidating. So if I can control directly that community and that culture, then I think that their results would be much more sustainable. Yeah, right, and and I think that's super important too. Um, I. You know, I don't have a lot of experience in the bariatric field. Being a physical therapist, though, I do see a little bit of the medical side and kind of the medical system. And it really sounds like your goal is almost to um, kind of bridge that gap between traditional medicine 
and you know fitness a hundred percent bring that two yes. together because I awesome. think both are very important I don't think you could just solely rely on uh fitness and eating well to when you're at that point I think yeah. like now I could personally but if I'm you know, 300 pounds in on high blood pressure medication, you probably still need your high blood pressure medication, but yeah. there are ways that we can get you off of that at the same time through health and fitness. So I definitely want to bring those two worlds together. And I think that not a lot of people are doing that. So it's really important. Yeah. And I think in the past, it's been such a um, almost conflicting thing where, you know, there it's gotten us so much better probably in the last five years, maybe even less than that three years, yeah. but where, you know, um, and I'll just use CrossFit as an example, even though it's kind of the entire fitness industry, but CrossFit, you know, medical providers will look at it and be like, don't do CrossFit. That's, that's bad oh, for your for health. Sure. And you're like, it's not bad for your health, but there is some instances where it's like, you know, that person that has that high blood pressure, it's like, well, just don't stop taking your blood pressure. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. You still need that and like, at this point. Yeah. Most people don't know. I mean, doctors did not go to school to learn nutrition. I, they have 7,000 other things to learn. So, so much to learn. Yeah. They literally take one nutrition course uh, at the very beginning of med school. And I train a handful of physicians. And I mean, they don't like, I'm like, wow, I'm writing your nutrition plan. You know, in my head, I'm like, it's crazy that I'm helping you, uh, you know, be healthy. And you're the person that's like knows everything about health, but they, there's just not a correlation between or a bridge between those two, two things. You're just learning, you know, if you're, Red, red blood count is high. Like, what do you do? Or, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. so. Yeah, there's so many, so many things that have to go into, you know, med school that it, it gets, you know, a little bit convoluted where you can't, right. you can't know everything about everything. And that's why there needs to be people that are bridging these gaps. And I think what you're, you know, what you plan on doing is super cool. So what's, what's the timeline? You said you go, when, where are you going to school first of so all? So I'm at Rasmussen. It's okay. a uh, accelerated NP program. So I'll get my... Um, BSN, because I already have my bachelor's degree, so in a year I'll have my BSN, and then I will um, probably work, you know, shadow somewhere or clinicals and things like that um, for six months to a year. That's not required, but I personally think that's pretty important to get actual experience before becoming a nurse practitioner, and then um, I'll go to school for nurse uh, RN to NP, so. Gotcha. Yeah, so about two and a half years. And then after that, it's getting experience because you don't want to just open up a practice without experience. Agreed. Agreed. So, um, yeah, in the next two and a half years, you'll still be out at Solution One, at least for the the meantime, working out and uh, actually probably all over. I mean, I thought that Solution One was a very temporary or Solution One was very temporary, um, but I've started to fall in love with the place a lot, and mm-hmm. I could see like the potential of it, and it's almost like I'm running like a mini version of what I'm going to do inside of there. So it's really cool to learn. Like I feel yeah, like I'm applicable. already learning yeah. right now. Yeah, how to do it and how to manage it, and what I like about Solution One, which is a good and a bad thing. It's not um, like there's you can kind of do whatever you want. It's kind of a uh, Like, I have the ability to be creative, and I'm like, hey, you guys aren't doing challenges. I want to do challenges, and they're like, let's do it. You you know, if you do it, you can can run with it. Yep. But so I kind of can act like it's my gym, and I like that um, because it will play a role into what I do in the future. Awesome. Well, tell the people out there where they can find you, social media, if they're interested in – um, you know, the, the sex trafficking awareness, if they are just have questions about nutrition or want to come try one of your classes, how would they find you? So Instagram would probably be the best 
route. Uh, and it's just Shay Gilpatrick, S-H-E-A. And if you want to come try a class, it's Solution One CrossFit. I also teach at Brickyard Fitness downtown, so I kind of have two locations. Um, but really, that's that's about it. Awesome. Well, yeah. awesome. make sure check her out, Shay Gilpatrick She's on Instagram. She's all grown up. Uh, yep, she is all grown up. So Not thank yet. you. Still <laughs> young. Yeah, still got a long way to go. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate, um, we really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you for having me.